1: Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Hey guys and gals, wanted to take a brief moment to tell you guys about the Bent Rods Bass Club charity event coming up. If you missed the episode with David Brook, if uh, you guys don't know David, he's part of the catch team, pretty well known in the kayak fishing world, and uh, he is holding a charity event through the Bent Rods Bass Club on Banner Marsh State Fish and Wildlife Area in central Illinois. All the proceeds are going to go to the Depression and Suicide Prevention Crisis Line for Will and Grundy counties. This is something that is near and dear to him. It's not only for depression and suicide, but also those that struggle with addiction. Uh, Dave lost a daughter uh, due to an overdose. I lost a friend that uh, lost the good fight against uh, battle and addiction. And uh, I also lost an uncle due to suicide. So this can go to help prevent folks that we know and love from uh, losing their lives. So even if you guys can't participate in the event, let's help out. It's $25 per angler. Uh, you can get signed up on TourneyX. Just go to TourneyX, search Bent Rod's charity event. You should find it. Um, if you are going to participate, this includes boats, canoes, and or kayaks. So it's a catch photo release, three bass limit at 12 inches. Dave's got a ton of prizes uh, to raffle off and give away. Uh, this is just a great cause that means a lot to him and myself. So if you guys could help out, I know uh, a lot of you guys helped out for the charity event that Jackson Orr put on. So uh, let's keep showing the support for these great causes and these great charity events. Thank you so much. It means the world to all of us at Paddle and Finn. This segment is brought to you by JigMaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to JigMasters.com. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order.
2: Welcome to the Pat Fin Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as the angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan milton Welcome to the bass fishing for noobs segment of the Paddle and Pam podcast. I'm your host, as always, Ryan Milford. Um, today I'm solo, riding solo today. Um, I'll try not to bore y'all too much with just me talking. Yeah, <laughs> y'all ain't used to hearing so much of uh, just my voice. So, uh, but yeah, today I just wanted to talk about some of the. Experiences I've been having. Um, for people that started listening to me back when I had my own podcast, my very first episode of my own podcast, I uh, I went over like every fish, every bass that I'd ever caught, and uh, there wasn't that many. This has been a great year for me. Uh, this is a year that I feel like I finally started breaking the barrier I've caught more fish this this year than I've caught every other the past five years combined so that's awesome Um, there's a couple experiences in particular I wanted to talk about and uh, just some stuff I learned with um, over these experiences and Some new personal best records for me. Um, Recently, within the last month, I both broke my record for most bass caught in a day. And I broke my personal best record for largemouth. So I'm pretty excited about that. So let's jump in. We're gonna start out with the most fish caught in a day. Me and a buddy from work, we went out to a spot that uh, that he likes. And this spot is a pain to get to. Um, you know, he he's in I think it's a Pelican Catch, or something something along that line. You know, kind of the cheaper range, but it but it does have like the frame metal seat and everything. So it it's a decent kayak. You know, it's 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 a good budget kayak. Um, but yeah, so his is real light. Well, I'm in a Bob Seagulls 130, and I carry. I think a decent amount of stuff on my kayak when I go out, so. So. It, it gets heavy. Well, the place that we go to is at this park. There's no boat ramp or any kind of launch or anything. Basically, what we have to do is I put my kayak on a cart and I have to roll it down this walking path. It, it's, it's a paved walking path. But, uh. Walk it down. We probably got to walk six or seven minutes or so, you know, pulling that up and down hills around curves. So it's not too bad, but it's a little tiresome. But then when when we get to, we're going to this walking trail through a wooded area to get down to the water. Now it's not a super long walk through the wooded area, but it's very hard to get through this area. There's a lot of trees, a lot of big rocks you gotta step over. There's like a a big rock you have to step down off of and you just weaving around trees and everything. So we have to carry the kayak down from there and that's, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so when you get down to the water, you ha there's like just enough room between these two trees to fit your kayak through. So we we had some fun getting that down into the water. Um We ended up doing it. And let me add, this is the second time that i went with him to this spot. The first time I ended up dump like when we were putting the kayak into the water, I ended up dumping my whole cooler out onto the ground. And spill all my ice and everything. So. But this time we successfully got in the water without dumping the cooler. And we got in the water and it was a lot more shallow this time than it was last time. Uh, I was sitting in maybe a couple inches of water. I, I could barely get the kayak to move we're we're in a creek that's right off a, a small river, so we we launch and I'm basically having to like scoot the kayak as I'm paddling to get it to move until we got out to a little bit deeper water and uh, and then we had to. As we're going out, we're having to like navigate around a bunch of trees and rocks and whatnot. Until we... last time we fished this whole creek area, there was enough water where we could float around and fish. And we caught a couple there. This time, we pretty much just said, let's get out on the river. So we made our way to the river and we start fishing. Uh, we we both start out using a whopper plopper. We uh, we keep casting and whatnot. He I, thought, I think he caught a fish. This was three or four weeks ago, so and I have a terrible memory, so. Uh, but I, I think he caught a fish pretty early, and or maybe not. Either way. We had a lot of strikes that were kind of short strikes, like none of them really got a hold of it, so we we missed all of them there for a while. Um, we made it probably like three hours in, and neither one of us had actually caught one yet. i I did have one that was on the hook. It, it actually blew up pretty close to the kayak and it was close enough to where I just kind of lifted it up and tried to bring it in, but the line was so close to the end of my pole that I, I couldn't like just bring the pole up so I could reach the fish. So I was, till I could you know adjust for it, I brought the fish up towards the front hatch of my kayak. And right as it got over top of it, its tail smacked the side of the kayak and it got off the hook and fell in the water. And we had a big debate on this, whether or not it was was considered a catch. It touched the boat, but I didn't touch it. So it it, it was a debate whether or not it was actually a catch or not. And then he accidentally ended up Foul hooking a fish and he brought it in. He actually got it, and uh, there was also a little debate whether or not that counted since it was a foul hook. Uh, for anybody newer to bass fishing that don't know what that means, it means where you where your hook snags the fish in the side and uh, y- you don't actually catch the hook or catch the fish in the mouth. It's basically like an accidental catch, or there's been known cheaters to. Purposely try to do this just to get get the fish, <clears throat> but anyways, man it, I think it was around we got out there about six or so, and it was probably <clears throat> close to ten o'clock. I decided, you know what? I'm trying something else. I hadn't thrown a jig in a while, so I tied on a jig. Now this was not a jigmaster's jig, you know. Y'all hear us promoting jigmasters a lot, but I hadn't actually received any jigmaster jigs yet. I was still waiting on my order, so I tied on a different jig. And I'm not sure what this type of head is really called. Um, it's kind of got like a bullet head on it, kind of like. Uh, almost looks like kind of a bullet weight you would use for a Texas rig. That's what the head looked like, but it, it's it was like this light greenish color for the skirt. Um, but yeah, I paired that with a Zoom Speed Crawl uh, in Green Pumpkin, and uh, I started casting it into a bunch of thick wooded areas. <clears throat> I ended up getting a bite, missed the hook set, and I threw it back in there two or three times and kept missing it. And finally I ended up getting the fish. Brought it in and it was really funny looking fish. I'd never never, uh, caught a fish like this before. I didn't know what it was. Later I found out it was a rock bass. I'd never caught a rock bass. I'd never seen anybody catch a rock bass, so I didn't. I didn't know what it what it was, but uh, I I don't really know what I thought it was. But I thought it was just you know a smaller fish. Well, come to find out, here in Tennessee, the record. It's either like 10-point-something inches or 12-point-something inches on a rock bass. I didn't measure this fish, but I almost guaranteed this fish was pretty close to that record. Because it it was a good... It had to be around 10 or so inches. I I didn't know that was good for a rock bass, or else I would have measured it and did a little more, but new bears, you know, so I I tried a couple other little things. It didn't really work out, Uh spinner bait, and I think I did a, a rattle trap for a little bit, but neither of those, I, I didn't really stick with them too long. But ended up going back to the jig and we come up on some nice wood piles. And, uh, like, you know, it's middle of the day, it's hot. We're in, all this is shallow water. I think some of the deepest points in the area we were in were like four to six feet. It's all shallow water. So we find all these, all these lay downs and wood piles in shaded area. So I start throwing this jig in there and I'm like on top of the wood pile. My like I'm basically holding myself steady by holding on to one of the branches sticking up out of the water, and just kind of tossing my jig down in there beside these wood piles, and yeah, I, I was I started catching a couple of fish, and I had I had one get off, but uh, and it it was probably 12 or 13 incher, so nothing huge, but but you know credible fish so yeah so I I ended up catching a couple fish there oh I got a good good one uh, to tell about cuz I actually cast up in this laid down tree and uh, got a bite tried to set the hook missed it stopped it for a second it hit it again tried to set the hook missed it so I went to reel it in uh, to recast it and as I pulled the jig out of the water I saw the fish come up and look at it so I hit the release button on my reel and dropped the jig back in there and sure enough it put it in its mouth I watched it swallow it and sit there and start chewing on it I set the hook, pulled it in the boat. Uh, Now, none of these fish were very big. They're all pretty small. I think most of them were actually... uh, uh, I'm I'm having a brain fart. Not not large mouth or small mouth, but... uh, Was it striped bass? So, we, uh, like, I'm continuing to fish this jig, and all of a sudden I hear my buddy holler saying that he needed help. So I turn and said, like, he's up just a little ways from me, so I'm asking him what's wrong, and he said he cut itself. (laughs) So... So I start, well, I asked him how bad. He said, pretty bad. So I start paddling, uh, trying to get to him. And as soon as I get up to him, he's like, all right, I'm good. I'm like, what what do you mean you're good? You just said you were cut bad. And he's like, oh, I just got a hook in me. But I was able to get it out. It bled a little bit, but I'm fine now. So (laughs) I gave him... A pretty hard time about that. He made it sound like it was a lot more severe, but that did make me think that something I plan on doing soon, and I'll probably end up making a post on this whenever I do do it, just to give some people ideas and maybe even get some feedback to in- improve it. But uh, I I want to put together a first aid kit for my kayak you know, some waterproof bandages and uh, some wrap and whatnot. Um, Probably put like a good set of pliers in there, something that can actually cut the hook. Um, I want to get like a snake bite kit because, you know, you're on the water, you do encounter snakes, so... you know, just just a precautionary thing. My idea is, instead of just like a regular first aid box, I want to put this in one of those waterproof boxes, you know, just in case it gets wet. Um, but yeah, so after that, he's like, he he had to be home by a certain time, so he's like, I need to start heading back. So we're about to start heading back. So I, uh, I wanted to make a couple more casts, so... I actually stood up in my kayak this, this water you know like I said it was real shallow and you, you could see the bottom it was pretty clear up here and uh, there was like a, a small weeded area or, or might have been a brush pile something like that. there was some something uh, underneath the surface of the water so I started throwing a whopper plopper over top of it and uh, probably two or three casts in I see this little guy come swimming from the left come over and smack it so I I brought it in but uh if you count the rock bass which some people wouldn't but due to its size I'm counting it I caught five and you know also going back to uh, the debate on whether or not the fish that touched the kayak, but I didn't touch, counted. If you count that, that's six. But I'm not counting that because I didn't touch it. You know, it's it's too controversial. But I'm counting that rock bass. So that's five. But my previous most bass caught in a day was three. So, uh, so yeah, it, whether you count the rock bass or not, It was a new record for me. Um, Yeah, we made our way back. We had to carry our stuff back through the woods and up the trail and everything. But uh, it turned out to be a pretty good day, regardless of having to carry a kayak through the woods and to grandmother's house we go and whatnot. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So that was my story on most bass caught in a day. So we'll be right back here in just a minute after a little plug. And we're going to talk about my new personal best largemouth.
1: What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the paddle and fin gear if you haven't seen it yet, go to paddle, the letter N, in fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander.
2: All right, everybody, we're back. And now it's time to get into the new personal best largemouth. Um, start the story off. You know, this just happened this this past weekend, so it's pretty fresh. Start the story off, this weekend, a bunch of us um, at Paddle and Finn, we met up, <coughs> we met up at Dale Hollow Lake, the Kentucky side of it. So it's at the southern border of Kentucky, you know, part of the lakes in Kentucky, part of the lakes in Tennessee. Um, so, you know, Brad Hicks, uh, Josh Eldridge, Jay Randall, myself, um, ended up there. Uh, Justin Marshall, you know, he, he came along with Brad too. And, um uh, Brian Schiller was supposed to show up. He had some stuff he had to take care of and, um, I believe he even had truck issues the weekend before, so that might have held him back too. But he wasn't able to make it, unfortunately. But uh, the five of us, you know, we had a cabin there. We we stayed at uh, Sulphur Creek Resort, I believe it was called. You know, it's basically it's uh, there's a marina there, and it's got a campground associated with it. It's it's a really cool place. I really liked it. Really enjoyed it. If you want to go out to the area, I I, I do recommend it. It, It's a pretty cool place. But, uh, yeah, we stayed in the cabin, so, all of them guys showed up Thursday. Like Thursday, midday or afternoon, something like that. I didn't get there till Friday morning. I I woke up at like 4.30 a.m. Friday, threw my stuff in the truck, headed up there. When when I got there, uh, they were already on the water fishing. So I went through my stuff in the cabin. And I, I went and put my boat in the water. I, I think I got on the water around 10 or so. Right. And just to add, I'd never actually met any of these guys in person before, so... That made it even cooler that uh, like I was meeting up because I finally got to meet these guys that I'm working with on this podcast all the time in person. But so, you know, I get out on the water and th- these conditions are just so different from what I'm used to in my local area. Um, so, for one, Dale Hollow is a really deep lake, but the water was down a lot. I wouldn't say that it was like 10 or 15 foot. So a lot of your wood structure, like what I'm used to fishing, was out of the water. There wasn't a whole lot of wood structure to uh, to fish there. So, but the shallow water did kind of you know that was a plus for me because i am used to the shallow water so you know they're kind of split up justin and brad were doing their thing and josh and uh, jay were kind of sticking together so i ended up catching up with jay and josh and started fishing with them now this lake Has a lot of grass on the bottom and places I'm used to fishing don't have a whole lot of grass so I'm not I'm not used to and and this ain't just grass this is thick grass this is like bushes It's, it's what it seemed like just thick thick bushes and if you got something caught in there, like you had to like pull it a little bit to get it pull through and get it out. So I I'm doing what I can. I don't really know how to fish that. And not not only that is I'm used to beating the bank quite a bit and these a lot of these banks here would like right at the bank, it would just drop off, and uh, so yes, we we start fishing. I'm not having much luck at the beginning. Um, we're up against this rock wall, and we find you know it's got a rock bottom. There's a couple pieces of of wood laying in the water. So me and me and Josh were. <clears throat> We were pitching along this rock wall Throwing a jig I was throwing a jig master jig One of the light wire hooks And so was Josh at this point And you know He caught two or three fish there And I finally hooked into one And I saw it It was, it was probably about a 12 or so inch smallmouth, And I get it up to the kayak and i go to grab my net and it ended up getting off the hook (laughs) and so i i I almost caught it with the net but i missed it so that kind of sucked almost had my first fish there but so we went on and long story short i ended up getting skunk friday i don't know if it's really counted as a skunk since i didn't get I didn't get to start at the beginning of the day I didn't get started till 10 but yeah I guess we do need to count that as a skunk because I pretty much we fished for a while we came off the water no 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 no, no. I'm sorry I'm got mixed up we we fished most of the day I don't think we came off the water till like 5 or 6 something like that um yeah we just kind of hung out the rest of the night we all talked and all that good stuff saturday you know we got up and ate breakfast and we hit the water we got on the water about seven and it was kind of a frustrating morning too um you know we're in the marina and justin marshall done caught five fish (laughs) He, he done had a limit by the time we got out of the marina boundaries. And uh, <clears throat> and so we're fishing along. Justin and Brad, well, Josh went on up ahead of us, kind of doing his own thing. And Jay, Justin, and Brad, they all went to the left side of the main channel when they came out of the marina. And I didn't really want to go to that side because I cast with my left hand. And I I, I don't like to cast to my left while you're using my left hand, it just kinda of, it just feels weird. I end up going to the right of the channel and kinda of doing my own thing for a little bit. Plus I knew there was a a little cove up up a little ways to the right and I was wanting to try that out so I'm going up through here there are a couple wood lay downs along the rock wall here so I'm wanting to hit those with the jig a little bit <clears throat> and I was if Saturday morning there's just so many boats coming through this area. Because it's right outside the marina. So boats are going up through here. It's windy. I'm getting pushed all over the place. Like I even anchored down. And I. I well actually. it's I was trying to anchor down. But every time I go to lower the an- anchor. By the time I got it down and situated. I would be pushed down like 20 feet from where i wanted to be so i finally got smart and paddled up from where i wanted to be and dropped the anchor and got uh situated pretty much where i wanted to be and i cast out my very first cast i get hung up with uh, like i pretty much went right into this (laughs) this wood sticking up out of the water so I had to pull the anchor back up and go uh, unhang myself. And at this point I'm really frustrated. So I decide, you know, I can't deal with this main channel. I have to get off this main channel. So I paddle on up around the corner into this little cove and you know, a lot less wake, a lot less wind. And so I I start trying to fish, you know, it's, it's still not, Still not ideal conditions for, for me. Um, lot, lot of grass this area, shallow, not a whole lot to throw at other than grass. So I'm like, one thing I didn't mention is on Friday, when Justin and Brad were fishing together, they caught a lot of fish in that grass. Um, I believe they their theory was with the water being low, the oxygen level was low, the grass is producing oxygen. So a lot of these largemouth were hiding in the grass to like get the oxygen it was producing. So they're basically Texas rigging a worm and, uh, and they're pegging it with a uh, bobber stopper. So... They're just running that through grass and I think Justin Marshall ended up catching like 15 fish And most all of them were 15 inches or bigger like he had an incredible day I think he said it was probably one of his best days ever but So I'm trying that not really working then I get the idea maybe a smaller worm so one of the setups I like to use for my finesse setup, i got a little medium light rod, spinning rod, with six-pound test on it. So I, I, I like to throw a, a... There's a brand from here in Tennessee called Slider. I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. But it's called Slider, and they make these little kind of bullet-style head jigs uh, with like a like an offset hook type hook on it but they're pretty small well put one of those on and i said i'm gonna put on my favorite color worm that slider makes they make little four inch paddle tail worms that i like and uh my favorite color by them is motor oil motor oil glitter. Well, I go into my soft plastics bag and realize I have one of these worms left in this bag. And that's the only bag I have of. Them. So I'm like, well, got one worm, let's see what I can do with it. Put it on there. I start casting parallel with the bank in through this grass and start working it through the grass and my second cast all of a sudden my line started running to the left and I set the hook I bring it in it was like a like a 16 inch bass so decent fish um, was out there for a while trying well he ended up destroying that one worm I had so I went back to uh, just a regular Texas rig with like a 6-inch worm, I think it was a Zoom trick worm. Uh, It was motor oil with a chartreuse tail, but I didn't have no more luck. And uh, I I ended up uh, going back to the cabin for a little bit. Uh, It was getting hot out there and wouldn't have no luck, I was frustrated because everybody else was catching all these fish, and I'd only had that one. Go back to the cabin. Uh, Josh was already there, not too long after me. You know, uh, I know Jay came back. And I can't remember if if Josh and Justin came back, but uh, I'm sorry, not... If Justin and Brad came back actually they did now let's think of it because with this cabin rental we actually got our own little spot at the marina they, they had a little dock for the people staying there and we had our own little spot there at the marina so we just pulled our kayaks into this little boat slot and tied them up I Was a little worried about it at first until we saw all the cameras that were on this place I'm like alright so if anybody tries to mess with it they're going to be busted <clears throat> so we end up going back out there a little later in the afternoon and we just kind of stay there in the marina just fishing it was covered in grass on the bottom and so we're just casting all over this marina area boaters probably hated us trying to get through there but, but I, I on that uh that trick worm I ended up getting another bass I didn't measure it but it was a decent one too probably about the same size 16 or so uh, but I got it right right there and I believe there was even a tournament uh f- f- like a tournament fisher on a boat in there fishing that I caught in front of so that's kind of funny but yeah I caught that I didn't get no more fish. We ended up going in, eating dinner, and then me and Josh Eldridge went back out for some night fishing. This is the first time I've ever been night fishing for bass, but uh, we had a little lights on. We're out there fishing. Uh, I think Josh ended up catching one or two. I hooked into a couple, but they ended up getting off, which was kind of frustrating, especially one of them was a big fish because when i set the hook on it it felt like it felt like i set the hook on a boulder but it ran towards me and i still haven't upgraded my reel for my jig rod i've got a slower ratio reel so i couldn't keep up with it when it ran forward and it spit the hook so yeah so after that you know me and josh didn't end up going to sleep to like 2 a.m. because we were out and we all got up in the morning and left pretty early and you know i was, was pretty frustrated you know we made this trip up here to this lake that had good bass and quite a few bass and i only came away with two I mean, it was a good learning experience with learning how to work this grass and stuff because I'm not used to having all that grass. You know, places I usually fish have a little bit, but nothing like this. Um, So I'm pretty frustrated. I'm on my way home, and I get close to... close to where I'll work. So, you know, I'm... I'm probably about an hour from the house. Well, there was somewhere I needed to stop. But on Sunday, they didn't open till 12. and It, it was like close to 10 o'clock when I was coming to this area. And there was a spot that I've been wanting to try out fishing that I hadn't actually went to. Uh, I hadn't actually tried before. So I was like, you know what? I need to go to this place. They don't open for a couple hours. Let me just go here for like an hour, hour and a half. Something like that. Just check it out. And then I'll go hit that place and head on home. So I go to this place and I'm like rushing and put all my stuff on my kayak and get it set up. And, and I get it down there in the water and I'm about to launch and I realize I forgot my net and my paddle in the truck. So I had to run back up to the parking lot and and get my paddle and my net. And I get out there, and all kinds of wood structure here. this, This was my dream place because it had so much of the stuff I was used to fishing, so much wood structure and, you know, shallow banks. And the water actually didn't look too low here, which was pretty... Pretty crazy since we haven't had any rain in a while, and everywhere else the water's low. So, I I start fishing. I'm hitting all this wood structure with the jig. I've got a three-eighths ounce jig masters uh, light wire flipping jig in in natural. Crawl color. Um, I go downstream just a little bit just because there's a lot of wood structure right there. Didn't get nothing. Start working, then I turn around and start working my way back up. <clears throat> and we're working on this wood structure on the way up. And then, kind of behind me, right up against the bank, right behind this wood lay down, I hear this fish splash. And you could tell it was a good fish that splashed and then it splashed again so I kind of backed up and I cast over there to it and it hit my jig and I went to set the hook and I missed it and jig come flying back so I cast back over there and it hit it good and I set the hook and I bring it in and uh, it ended up being about an 18 and three quarter inch uh, largemouth and which I'd, I'd say is probably close to four pounds, maybe not quite four pounds, close. So, good fish. So I, I, I take a couple of pictures one night. I let it go. Um. Keep on working this area. All kinds of wood structure. I'm in heaven. It's, Try my best to get it. Well, it's getting close to, you know, I was going to get off the water around 1130. That way I could pack up and drive to where the store I need to go to be there by 12 when they open. So, you know, I'm about to wrap it up and head back for the boat ramp. <clears throat> well, I s- saw some wood structures sticking up out of the water, probably like 30 feet off the bank. So it's kind of out in a little bit deeper water. So I'm like, oh, let, me tr- let me try that. So I, I make a couple casts, don't get anything, make another cast. You know, I'm working the jig and I'm about to reel it in to uh, to make a new cast. And right as I start reeling, bam, I got a big old hit. I set the hook and I'm reeling it. And I keep my jig rod, I keep my drag really tight. I and i'm sitting here reeling and my spools not moving as much as i'm reeling so i could tell it had some weight to it there so i I hoss it back i finally get it hossed back up there to the the kayak i net it and after i net it i just look at it probably jaw to the floor because this thing was a beast i pull it out of there and man this thing was so beautiful and uh you know i take a couple pictures of it and i didn't have a hog i didn't have my hog trough with me i didn't put it in there so i you know i'm in the vibe Bi- seaghost 130 it's got the center console on it and it's got a little measuring thing on it there that goes to 20 inches you know I don't trust it to be completely accurate, but you know, it does give a good, uh, kind of reference point. So I lay it on there and it goes over that 20 inch mark, probably about an inch. So I'm guessing it's around a 21 inch fish. And as it's laying there, it starts flopping. And I'm like, I'm about to lose this fish. Granted, I did already have a couple of pictures, but I wanted more pictures. Uh, So it starts flopping and I'm putting my hands on it. I'm not caring whether it fends me or not. I'm just don't wanna lose it. I'm trying to hold it down. And finally I got a hold of it and uh, pick it up. And I set it back in my net and just kinda let it chill in the water in my net for a minute and I was going to get my little rinky dink scale. I don't even think it goes over five pounds but it just goes by weight. It's not a digital scale. Uh, and just so happened there was uh, two two guys in a john boat coming down the river there, and I kind of hesitated for a second, but then I just went ahead and asked them if they had a having to have a digital scale. I was like, I just caught my personal best, and uh, and I wanted a, a accurate reading of the weight. And so yeah, I think we got one. They looked in their bag and they found one, so I kind of paddle towards them. They, they turn towards me and they bring it over there to me. So I put my, well, as they get up to me, I grab the fish and I pull it up out of the net. And they're like, "Wow, that is a big fish!" So I put my fish grips on it and uh and put the scale on there, and the scale reads five point six nine pounds now for anybody that don't remember my old personal best was a four pounder so I was stoked they're asking like you're gonna keep it you're gonna mount it and I was like no I'm not gonna do that it's like I, I try to live by the rule Any living creature, you don't take its life unless it's to eat or self-defense. Unless it's like a mosquito or something. Just kill those. Um. (laughs) But yeah, that had me glowing for like two days. (laughs) It was a good redemption after walking away with only two fish at Del Hollow. And, uh. I'm definitely going to be checking this place out more in the future. Hopefully there's some more of those uh, big bass out there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my new personal best largemouth. And also recently on personal best uh, uh, most fish caught in a day. And also pretty recently, in the past couple of weeks, I caught my first smallmouth. So I've been having some a really exciting month. I can't wait for this fall bite to kick in so I can see what it's all about and hopefully get some more big fish and, and just I feel really good about fishing right now and uh, I'm gonna be sad when the winter time gets here. But yeah, so I'm gonna wrap this up. Not sure whether it's gonna be a short episode or a long episode. I haven't really kept track of the time. I hope I haven't bored you to death. I hope you've been pretty entertained about my story and everything. If not, don't worry. Next week, I'll have somebody here to interview that's probably a lot more entertaining than I (laughs) am. But uh, that being said, guys, show sponsors we got Rocktown Paddle Sports, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Jigmaster Jigs. That's what I caught that 5.69 pounder on. So try them out. And if you do decide to try them out, PNF 20, 20% off. Um, hammered lures. And don't forget about the used plastics program. Save all your beat up used plastics. I got a bunch from this weekend. Um, save them put them in a bag ship them to the address in the show notes and he's going to melt them down make new plastics out of them and going to donate those to heroes on the water uh check out the website paddleandfin.com. we try to update that with new blogs and whatnot so check that out if you need to email the show paddleandfin@gmail.com. at gmail.com if you want to reach me directly And with any suggestions about this segment or anything, bassfishingfornoobs at gmail.com. Something I've been trying to talk to y'all more about lately. Uh, We hadn't really talked about it a lot in the past. But if you like this podcast, please help us out. Take five minutes out of your day. Whatever platform you're listening to, I know you can do it on Apple Podcasts, I believe you can do it on Spotify, there's others also. But if you're able to rate and review the podcast on the platform you listen to it on, please do that for us. You know, Give us a five-star rating, put a little review, you ain't gotta be fancy with it, just something. That helps um, us out because the more rates and reviews we get, the more they promote our podcast to other people that are you know, searching through the podcast. Now, not only does that help us out, that helps you out. And I'm gonna explain why here, little economics one-on-one here. <laughs> the more listens, the more people we get listening to us, the more people wanna sponsor us. Well, these sponsors, especially when you get get to the level we're getting to, A lot of these sponsors come with a promo code which saves you money when you go to buy these products so you're really in a way as as a fishing consumer you're kind of helping yourself out with you know if we get a sponsor you're interested in saving you know a little bit of change on it whenever uh, you go to Buy these products and and we're not just gonna we're not gonna promote anybody you know we're we're gonna promote people that that we believe in so you like jig masters you know we've been promoting it like crazy that's because we know it works like this ain't just your standard run-of-the-mill jig these are these are jigs that are made by engineers that are custom made just uh, just for performance so we're not we're not just gonna promote anybody we're gonna promote good companies that we believe in and um, the more listens we get the the more these good companies are gonna want to sponsor us and more likely you are to get a discount with them so help us out with a rate and review that'd be awesome We really appreciate it. And guys, we'll catch you next week. Tight lines, smooth paddling.